Greetings, rare ones, and welcome to the Rare Birds Emerging Markets Podcast with me, your host, Joanne A. Hamilton. I created this podcast because I was curious to learn about the startup ecosystems in developing countries. The Rare Birds Emerging Markets Podcast is where you will hear me have unique conversations with early stage startup founders, ecosystem builders, innovators, and investors from across emerging markets. It is an opportunity for all of us operating in these countries to learn, share, and exchange experiences beyond our borders. Although complex and varied, there are more similarities than differences in the narratives. If you're new, welcome. Rare ones come here to gain fresh perspective and insights into what is happening on the ground from the people who are creating shifts and driving the action. It is where they can connect through stories which are distinctive, honest, and relatable. Thanks for listening in, and I hope at the end, you feel compelled to join our growing global community of rare ones. Greetings, rare ones, and welcome to the Rare Birds Emerging Markets podcast with me, your host, Joanne A. Hamilton. Welcome back to Conversations with Joanne. And this is episode number 197. So in this episode, I'm going to be just giving you a little wrap up about uh, series nine, which we started in the summer, education and adoption, blockchain in Africa, and prepare you for what is to come, which is series 10, uh, which is how we're going to end the year. And then we will be off until January, where we kick off a new year with new beginnings, new happenings, all new, everything new and exciting, right? Okay, so rare ones. Firstly, thank you so much for listening in to Series 9, Education and Adoption, Blockchain in Africa. It was quite a series. There were 13 conversations uh, spanning topics, uh, persons of diverse backgrounds from across the continent, uh, different, just different themes and, and different types of ideas flowing around. But one thing that they all had in common is that they share a passion for this technology. They are the builders on the ground who are making things happen, happening, um, happen rather. They're the movers and shakers and they're really the people who, because we speak to so many early stage people, that's our niche. These are the people who are in the next five to 10 years are going to be um, uh, sort of like the the frontiers in, in, in the industry, or at least some of them, because there's so much happening around the continent and there's so many more people. But of course, we only spoke to a few for this series. So just to recap, Episode 196, Reimagine Blockchain Opportunities for Africa with Ido Akinde in Nigeria. You know, Ido kept saying to me that this is a futuristic conversation and he was calling it Wakanda. To some extent, that is actually true, but we also have to be reminded that there are countries that are very digital. The world's first digital country is Estonia. And that didn't happen overnight. It took time, but there were concerted efforts and initiatives to make that happen. So it's always impossible until somebody makes it happen. Obviously, Estonia is not Africa, but um, we always have to imagine, right? Uh, episode 195, Redesigning the Future with Precious 
And Precious and I had a conversation about how he feels blockchain will impact education, uh, which is what he's involved with as a um, steward at Web3 Bridge. Web3 Bridge is um, an initiative on the ground in Nigeria, which is training and developing the next wave of blockchain developers and engineers with our Sika. Our Sika, uh, a friend of mine whom I had on the podcast before. So if you haven't heard that conversation, please go listen in. Please follow Web3 Bridge. They're doing a lot of amazing, exciting things in Nigeria and beyond. Uh, then there was episode 193 with Pretty in South Africa, a very, very, very inspiring and motivated woman. And it was really nice to hear about what she's working on supply chain in the hair industry and how she's empowering SMEs. Absolutely fantastic conversation. I really enjoyed listening to Pretty. how detailed and focused and deliberate she is about all of her initiatives. It's really brilliant. If you haven't heard the conversation, please go listen in. Then uh, there was Sonia John, who's from South Sudan, and she's an ecosystem developer at Filecoin, and she shared her personal story. And the work that she's doing now with Firecoin, as well as what she believes um, EdTech has to do with blockchain adoption. She's based in Kenya. Then there was um, Omar Fall, who addressed specific issues related to French-speaking countries. And it was great to hear that perspective as well. There's a lot in the media about French or Francophone-speaking countries. So, um, you can just go research that and see what is out there, right? And then there was Iman uh, from Egypt. Iman and uh, Omar have some similarities in terms of the language challenges. And Iman is the founder of Arabs in Blockchain, educating in the Arabic language. And she shared with us how she's building her community and um, just building bridges between her community and other communities across the globe. And Iman, again, another powerhouse that is just doing amazing things. Uh, please follow Iman if you are not already doing so on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and see all the amazing things that she uh, that she's up to because it's quite a lot. Um, who else did we speak to? We also spoke to Tarek in Tunisia building bridges between France and his country, employing people, uh, using his consultancy expertise and experience to build his own business. Very, very inspiring. I loved hearing him talk about his challenges and there was just so much great things to learn from that conversation. Then it was Rosalind, the economist from Kenya, who gave a really unique and refreshing perspective on um, blockchain technology from an investment perspective. Fantastic conversation. Please, uh, if you have not had a chance to see Rosalind speak in person, please do so. She's always on the speaking circuit. So it's great to see her in person. It was great to have her on the podcast. Then there was Pascal from Cameroon. Uh, and Pascal shared with us his peer-to-peer -peer neobank, which he's building, Kanza Sukubit. And really interesting conversation about neobanks and um, his his view on going from being unbanked to underserved and that whole narrative. And again, lots on the, on the interwebs about that already. Uh, it was good to hear his perspective. Then we heard from my friend Peter Oluwashina from Nigeria, young Peter, the three layers of blockchain education. Uh, Peter represents the generation of young people, not just in Nigeria, but from across emerging markets who are young, who are 
doing a lot of amazing and interesting things. They're ambitious, they have ideas, and they're really um, engaged in a lot of activities, building, building new things and um, setting a different example and doing things very differently to previous generations. And I think it's very important to support this generation, um, whether you agree with what they're doing or not, whether you believe their perspectives are far-fetched, whether you think, whatever you think, I think it's very important for older generations to sit back and let the young people thrive and move ahead. And I say this as someone who is not a 20 year old, right? Um, that's one of the reasons why this platform exists because we want to showcase the younger generation, the new movers, the new shakers, the people who are building and doing the things. And um, yeah, it's just always exciting to, to have people like Peter on the podcast because filled with energy and ideas. And in a few years, I know he's, um, he's going to be a major player in this field. So yes, amazing. Peter talked to us about the three layers of blockchain education. And um, I really enjoyed hearing him speak because um, he spoke to the fact that, you know, you need government and you need all of the actors involved. As much as people may not like to appreciate what government brings to the table, you need the government, you need the private sector, you need everybody involved to make things work. So it was good to hear from Peter. Then there was Abdel Fattah, who's originally from Morocco and in South Africa, talking about this massive initiative that he has um, undergoing depot, decentralized politics. He believes the next wave from DeFi, which is all the rage right now is going to be depot. So very, very, very um, eye-opening conversation. Then there was our dear friend, a returnee from Zimbabwe, Ola, who spoke to us about 4IR and blockchain. And as we know, the fourth industrial revolution is the revolution that is basically ushering in the disruptive and emerging technologies, artificial intelligence, blockchain, cloud, big data, uh, AR, VR, robotics, um, cybersecurity, 3D, the internet of things, this era where everything is going to be um, done by the machines, right? The, the cyber, the cyber, the cyber systems, and um, just interconnected networks. So it was um, interesting to hear her speak about how she got into blockchain, how she uses Bitcoin in her school, um, how she feels about digitization in Africa, her views on whether Africa is going to participate in the fourth industrial revolution. Um, when you consider that we've had the first industrial revolution, the second industrial revolution, the third, we're now in the fourth. People are having conversations about the fifth. The fifth is where humans and machines will work together. It's supposed to be driven by purpose, they say. So conversations about 4IR in emerging markets are always interesting because we are always hearing that because of technologies, countries who were left out of the first, second, and third revolutions are now being able to leapfrog themselves. Leapfrog, yes, it's an overused term, but leapfrog themselves into the fourth and really, um, how do you say, make rapid changes in society, right? Okay, so that was an interesting conversation. Then there was Somalia, a country where we don't hear so much about, but there's a lot of activity in Somalia and we had Abbas. Abbas is um, a part of the, uh, the Karim Mafia. You know, we hear about these um, startups that grow and they get really big and then they're, um, they're uh, the partners or the different members of the teams, they go off and they start their own startups. So Karim, 
uh, comes out of the Middle East. So he used to work in Karim, and, and from there he went on to work for other big um, uh, startups. He was based in France, where he was working uh, over there. He's heavily involved in business generally. He used to work for Ledger. Those involved in blockchain will know Ledger very well. So he's not new to business. He's not new to startups. So he spoke to us about his startup and what he's doing, but he also spoke to regulation, blockchain regulation, which doesn't exist at the moment, but possibilities and opportunities. He spoke about the current money system, how money works in Somalia, the future of money. And it was insightful because there are a lot of countries around the world that um, are unable to benefit from legacy systems. And he gave a perspective on how he believes that countries like his and others can use blockchain and other technologies to, um, to promote themselves. And I love the ending of this conversation where he said there are limitless opportunities in developing countries. So we, so we need to look within and see what we can do. I think he's a big proponent of people, everybody going back home. So that was fantastic. And yeah, those were the 13 conversations. I hope you enjoyed listening in. And if you didn't know anything about blockchain before, I hope you know a little bit more now. There will be more of these conversations coming up on the podcast. And uh, I hope to start sharing some resources on um, blockchain, um, not just in Africa, but in different parts of the world, different people that I have been connecting with and meeting who are having podcasts and other resources in their regions of the world. So it would be great to share their resources with you so you can find out more about blockchain in other parts of the world and yeah, have them on the podcast so you can hear from them as well. Okay, in addition to that, there was also the bonus series. So the bonus series was on Guyana, Startup Nation. And if you didn't know anything about Guyana before, now you know now, right? Guyana, South America, a CARICOM country, a West Indian country on, in South America, on the South American continent, uh, a frontier market country. And I had a three-part series conversation with frontier market merchant banker and asset manager, Stephen Jasmine. And Stephen shared with us his perspective on why he believes Guyana is a startup nation, um, the story of how he got into Guyana, his background, what he's doing in Guyana right now. He's touring. Um, he's doing his tour where he's really selling the country. And I hope to do more of these country profiles, however, from different perspectives, so that um, you can get an idea of, you can learn about new countries, different countries, not new, but different countries and what is happening on the ground in these countries from an ecosystem level. Kind of like with Puerto Rico, but Puerto Rico is more just startup ecosystem, whereas Guyana, it's because it's a frontier market country, looking at it from a startup perspective, right? And how um, people like Stephen and others, the kind of work that they're doing to kind of lay the foundation for development in these countries. Because I think that to study emerging markets in isolation, is um, it's, it's, it doesn't really give you a big perspective, but if you study emerging markets um, from a broad view, you can see that there are a lot of parallels between you know, what, what is happening in Lagos and what is happening in Jakarta and what is happening in Mexico City. Again, 
it's not all the same. There's nuance, but there are a lot of parallels. So I'm hoping that somebody who listened in to the Guyana series will say to themselves, wow, we had that here too, or we're doing that here too. It's all about the exchange and listening into different perspectives from different emerging and frontier market countries. So that's where we were. That's what we have been, what we have been doing. And now, where are we going? The future. Okay, so series 10 is the final series for the year. And it is a collaboration with the Startup Lounge Africa um, organization. And Startup Lounge Africa is an organization that is based out of Ghana. And the organization is um, led up by Samuel and Claudia and Prince, the lovely Ghanaians, who have, I have had the absolute pleasure of meeting with and interacting with and working with on this, um, to collaborate this series. I have to say thank you so much to, um, to all three of them for um, inviting me to participate in this. And uh, it's going to be a great collaboration. So what are they doing? Firstly, let me tell you a little bit about um, Startup Lounge Ghana. So Startup Lounge Ghana, is an, a community, a platform, an organization that is geared towards celebrating the, the startup potential across the continent. So basically, very similar to Robert, it's all about sharing those stories from emerging markets of the builders, the movers, the shakers, the people on the ground who are doing the stuff from the, the early stages, right? Their focus is obviously on African startups operating across the continent and they believe that um, startups are the future, right? So they wanna share the stories, the journeys and the experiences from, from the unique African perspective. So they have this platform and they are doing a lot of amazing things. One of the things that they are doing is their 54 days across Africa. And this is where they are showcasing innovative startup solutions throughout the continent. And it is in preparation for the launch of their digital matchmaking platform, which is called Kutana Africa. And Kutana Africa is aimed at promoting cross-border engagements and sustaining growth on African startups, okay? So basically, Startup Launch Africa are the developers of Kutana Africa. Kutana Africa is a digital tool and it is meant to facilitate collaboration and partnerships amongst African startups and SMEs. So what am I doing with them? Basically, we're collaborating and we're working together whereby I will be featuring um, some of the startups who are participating in their virtual tour across Africa. So what is the virtual tour? They're going to all 54 countries virtually, over 100 plus startups, and they're doing a lot of different things, including having pitching championships, and they're doing it from they're going, there's a West Africa block with it, which they've just completed. There's the East Africa block, the Central Africa block, Southern Africa block, and the North Africa block. So I will be working with them to profile some of the startups so you can learn about some of these early stage startups across the continent, what they're doing, what industries they're operating in, and just to get a little bit more knowledge about what is kind of happening on the ground. All right. So if you want to find out more about the 54 days, um, across Africa virtual startup tour, you can visit the website at startuploungegh.com, okay? And you can find out more about that. And 
I will be profiling through conversations some of the startups that were featured in the West Africa block. They are currently doing the East Africa block. So who are these startups? Okay, just to give you a little bit of information, they are involved in various sector sectors. So we have Plenty Plenty Africa, which is out of Ghana. They're in the agri-processing sector. We have uh, Media Tech, a company called Hitech, which is out of the Gambia. We have Tukwan, which is out of Ghana. They're in the tourism sector. And we have Shortcode out of Nigeria, which is in the edutech sector. Okay, so Plenty Plenty Africa out of Ghana. They are a cocoa processing and value addition company. Um, so you're going to hear more from their founder. There's also Hitech out of Gambia, the MediaTek company. And they are capturing and providing captivating advertisements for innovative tech solutions in Africa. Took one, which is the tourism company. They're the first on-market travel tech provider in Ghana, offering tourists the freedom to experience quality tours and pay less. And then finally, Shortcode out of Nigeria, the edutech company that is using technology to facilitate access to quality teachers and teaching aids for schools. Um, please do bear in mind that these are not all of the startups that were featured. There were various startups that were featured. However, these are the startups that will be featured on the Rare Boards podcast. Okay, so you're going to hear from their founders. You're going to hear from Philip, the founder of Tukwan, from Badu, the founder of Hitech, from Libya, the founder of Plenty, Plenty Africa, and also from Prosper, the founder of Shortcode. So... I'm really excited to share these four conversations with you over the course of the next few weeks. The first episode will go live on Wednesday, as always, and every week we will share an episode and then we're going to end in November. And then that concludes the, the year for 2021 of the Rare Birds Emerging Markets podcast. There will be a nice long break, and then we will kick things off again in January 2022. So that's really it for um, this conversation with myself. I very much look forward to sharing these conversations with you. As always, I hope it's insightful. I hope you learn more about the founders. You go follow them. You try to interact with them, engage with them, support them, what have you. And um, thanks again for supporting the podcast. Please remember to share it with your friends, share it with people who you believe would be interested in learning more. And as always, I am grateful for your support. If you would like to get in contact with me, by the way, you can drop me a line via the contact on the Rare Birds platform, or you can find me on social media. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Rare Birds is on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can drop a message there. I'm, it's very easy to access Rare Birds or myself in social media, or you can just send me an email at joanne at rarebirdshq.com. And I very much look forward to hearing from you. All right, until next time. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us. This is an original Rare Birds HQ creation. It was produced by Rare Birds HQ and is meant for informational purposes only. If you enjoyed today's show, let me know by writing a review and do share it with your friends. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to receive the weekly podcast newsletters, weekly news, and of course, more podcasts. 
do visit the website at www.rarebirdshq.com. Until next time, rare ones. Bye for now.